welcome to the rewrap for Wednesday. All the best bits from the Mike Hosking Breakfast on News Talk ZB and a sillier package. I am Glenn ZB. And this morning, uh, is New Zealand First just getting a bit young for its target audience? Uh, what happens in the event of a tie at the Rugby World Cup? Time to start thinking about that sort of thing. And Auckland sucks. And we'll tell you why. Uh, but before any of that, uh, this end of life bill of David Seymour's, it looks like it might actually go through today. Miracle of miracles. The work of David Seymour, unlike all other attempts at this tortuous and complicated matter, is closer than it ever has been to actually crossing the line. In the first reading, if you remember, it got very good support because many MPs wanted to see it off to select committee. That's, you know, sort of like New Zealand First's approach on referenda. You'd be churlish not to support it at this particular stage. Other people get their say, democracy seemed to be done, all that sort of stuff. In this case, they had 39,000 submissions, a record, and once again, insight into just how vexed this whole thing is. And most of those submissions, of course, came from the deeply vested with entrenched views. But the second reading came and went, and although the support shrunk, it did pass with a healthy number. It was still very much alive. And it might just be that at last, in 2019, we have an enlightened enough parliament to actually represent the will of the people, because there is not a shadow of a doubt that if this thing was put to a vote, and the question was simply asked, should a person with a terminal illness and not wanting to carry on with palliative care, have the right to end their life in a dignified way of their choosing, the majority of us would support that. There have been no shortage of polls over the years that have, within a margin, said exactly the same thing. And to Seymour's credit, if he gets it across the line, it is law for the ages. It is a piece of parliamentary history. It is a contribution to the fabric of New Zealand society that will be permanently and profoundly changed, and not a lot of politicians can say that. And if you wanted to cheapen it just a little bit, it might well serve him well in the next election. I mean, if changing something is mammoth, as the right to die doesn't count in your favour. I don't know why they're there. So today, another big day in a series of big days, but if I was a betting man, referenda or not, my sense of this is it will eventually be the bill that became the law. Or, or ironically, is it the bill that wouldn't, wouldn't die? Just wouldn't die? No? Okay, moving on. Uh, New Zealand first. Uh, still young and vital and definitely not look like dying which is perhaps not the right law. The trouble with its youngins starting to dictate policy, it's in direct contrast to what many who vote for New Zealand First would be expecting. Sort of like all those that voted for New Zealand First last time round and expected National to be government. Winston's problem is he's looking like he's running a party that doesn't know what it is. Oh, it can say it's a handbrake and the sensible middle and what National with a capital N should be, but the actions speak louder than the one-liners and a pro-drug testing party hooked up with Labour in cahoots with the Greens, starts to look a little loose for some of your long-suffering New Zealand First supporters, I would have thought. Then there's the battle with the Nats. Now, if Simon had any clue, he'd rule New Zealand First out, and in doing that, he will hobble their chances altogether, given there is at least a portion of New Zealand First supporters who are there wanting a national government. Rule that out. Add to that all the aggrieved gun owners, and you might have enough who wander back to or off to national to sink New Zealand First below the 5% mark. Not that they're not there already, of course, because they are, Look at last week's polls. But most of us who've seen this radio before know that Peter's by and large beats polls come the actual election day. So to look at today's numbers at 4% and think he's done for would indeed be foolish. But if he spends too much more time bagging the Nats, Simon won't have to rule them out. Given anyone who was thinking of voting for New Zealand first with a national bent will read the writing on the wall. If last time was a surprise when he went with Labour, how can he bag national 
hang with Labour for three years, then still pretend he could go either way. No one's falling for that. So he's got conflicting policy, a coalition partner he needs to distance himself from, and that's before the issue of being associated with things like Kiwi Build and the light rail disasters. Poll numbers that look worrying, a succession plan to put in place, and the illusion to create that although he hates National, he's perfectly happy to go along with them so he can still play Kingmaker. Sounds like hard work, and I'm not even close to being 74. I mean, nobody um, surely now can believe that he's just not in it for all the power, which is what he says that he isn't in it for time and time again. Surely everybody sees that for the lie it is. Don't they? Surely. And if you don't, you do now that I've told you and spelled it out for you in no uncertain terms. Um, We need to uh, spell out some of the Rugby World Cup rules in no uncertain terms. Uh, We tried... Uh, and then it turns out they were, it raised more questions than answers. Tiebreaker. I hadn't thought about this until now, and I don't know why, given what we went through in the cricket, but here are the rules around the uh, the knockout phase of the Rugby World Cup, and this was raised at the press conference with Hanson yesterday. What they do is run the 80 minutes, and if there's a tie, and, 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 and of course, under normal circumstances, we'd look at this and go, why would you bother? What a series of dumb rules. When's this ever going to happen? Well, of course, we said that before the cricket, and then we all went super over. Why is, this only one, why is there only one super over? How stupid is that? And, of course, they reviewed and changed the law just the other day. So here's what happens in the rugby. You play 80 minutes. If at the end of it there's a draw, you then play 10 minutes each way. If at the end of that there's a draw, then you have sudden death extra time. It's like golden point in league. So, in other words, you have your time, and the first person to score in that sudden death wins the game, the game is over. If at the end of that it's still a draw. So how much sudden death, sorry? Very good question. It doesn't say. And I'm assuming it's another 10 minutes with first to score. So 10 each way, extra time. I will say 10 each way, sudden death. So well, first, are we going to have to... Because you're exhausted at that point. Yeah. And then, now here's the really interesting thing. It then goes to penalty kicks. Now, where's the ball placed? Where's the ball placed on the penalty kicks? Do you start off on the touchline or do you start off in the centre? Do you start off at halfway or on the 22? Where are you starting? Do they go backwards? In other words, does the kick get longer so it becomes 50? Because there's a lot of grey areas six, here. So many grey. This, this is what we're doing. Research. Can we get some definite exactly. rules and regulations here? Is it the 22 on an angle or is it the halfway for distance? Why is it not like it was when we lost the, in South Africa that time? What, just poisoned? Yeah, we poisoned and then couldn't... Kick any drop goals. Yeah, it could be that. Well, listen, we'll, we'll get the team onto it and we'll have definitive answers uh, between now and, um, I don't know, let's say 8 o'clock. Let's put some pressure on, shall we? Yeah, our executive producer, Michael, loves it when we have those research emergencies. Um, but I'll tell you what, quick work. It was just a few minutes later he came up with this. Uh, the re- research emergency has uh, come up, Trump's here. This is fantastic. So what we've got, sudden death is 10 minutes. That's it. So it's not 10 minutes each way. Extra time is 10 minutes each way. Sudden death is 10 minutes. The end. The kicks are fascinating. You get five players from each team. The coin is tossed. The winner decides whether they kick first or from which end of the field they kick. You nominate your five players. They must be five players who have been playing on the field. You can't just have a ring-in. So five players from the team that's been playing on the field have to uh, be the kickers. Uh, what about in- if they've gone been subbed off? Are they allowed back on? No, they had to be part of the squad, the play-on squad. Good good question. What if they were sent off? What a red card? Does that count? What if they're in the blood bin? Can they come back? Yeah, they can come back from the blood bin as long as the blood stopped. But the red card, what if they were red carded? Can they come back? Research team, get onto that. It's a very good question. Because what if your best kicker, what if Bowden Barrett is red carded 
and you need Bowden for the kick. Is or, he a, or, or what if he was a tactical? What I'm saying is, if he was a tactical, like he played earlier on in the game, yeah, Sonny Bill, and then you know was replaced towards the point. end. Very good point. Uh, so as we are learning in life, more questions than answers, basically. So anyway, you got your five players in sequence from three different spots on the field, all at the 22-metre line. So that answers my question. So they're all at the 22-metre line. First point's directly in front of the posts. Second point is 15 metres, line parallel with the left touch. Third is 15 metres, line parallel with the right touch. And then, I know what your question is, what if everybody gets them all over the post? Good question. Or none of them. The question, the answer is, you then go back to the beginning on a sudden death basis. So, in other words, first to miss. So that, I think, sums it up. And once we've got that red card thing sorted out, we're, uh, we're good to go for the World Cup. Buckle up. It's going to be fun. Uh, so just to clarify, it's only the players actually on the field at the end of the match who get to take part in that, uh, that shootout at the end. And, and now that we've uh, explained all that... Kind of want it to happen, otherwise we wasted a lot of program time on it. Um, we're gonna and, and you'll and uh, whoever you're watching the game with, you'll be able to explain exactly what's happening to them. See how empowered you are now from listening to not just the breakfast show this morning, but specifically to this podcast now. Uh, we're going to finish up uh, so you can feel better about yourself, unless you live in Auckland, of course. It's very hard living in Auckland these days, and I, I once again I apologise for boring you if you're outside of Auckland, but uh, Auckland's not a fun place these days. It's not a particularly vibrant place. It's not a particularly progressive place. It's certainly not a, a major first world city that would aspire to be. They, they talk about aspiring to be great, but it's, it's just a hard place to be. You've got buildings downtown where bits fall off and they close the central city. You've got buildings on fire where they close the central city. You've got arterial routes in and out of the city that don't work anymore and people just spend half their life in traffic. You've got 30k speed limits where nobody goes anywhere, even if they want to. It, it's just a hard yards sort of place to live. And you can see uh, the census showed it, how many people have left Auckland, and it's no surprise. We, we, have, we have a good time in, in here. We try and keep Well, things. once we get here, it's party time. We've got lots of jolly japes. It's just because we live here now, because we can't go home. We can't get out. Oh, yeah. We've been, uh, we've been living here we for leave? 10 years. We've been living here for 10 years in the studio next door. The main reason I, I um, go home, to be honest, is uh, the, we've got a little kitchen here next to the studio, but it's only half a kitchen. There's a sink... Um, and a fridge, but no microwave and no actual liquor cabinet. So it doesn't have everything I need. I'm Glenn ZV. Hope that was everything you need from the rewrap today, and we'll be back with all your requirements tomorrow. See you then. (laughs) 